The year is 2020. A wasteland and a field of ruin have destroyed our mana bases. There is but one solution, one way to save the metagame. Brave souls working for the benefit of us all. Welcome to the Astrolab. Oh, did you pay the one? Wait, Wait. <laughs> this isn't Commander? No. Shit. Shit. I didn't see you uh, play the Esper Sentinel, damn it. Oh, man, that's awful. But Esper Sentinel is now the new Rhystic Study. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm i sure there are Commander players out there, and I would probably be one of them. That would just run both, because why not? Yeah, yeah. Anyways... Hello, everyone, and welcome again to the Astrolab, the only podcast that hasn't been to the Galactic Star Cruiser because it costs six thousand uh, dollars. <laughs> oh man, watching videos of that has been wild. Oh my god! Uh, so, yeah, they apparently officially opened uh, this this week. Uh, like I think Tuesday, yesterday was like their official opening, or whatnot, and just. Yeah, they had their media event and like their influencer event and just watching some of the videos that were posted by some of the influencers and stuff. And I'm like, Disney, like, this looks so cool, but it's so expensive. Like, come on, like, uh, like six thousand dollars for like a family of three is just for two nights. It's just utterly, utterly insane. And, and I'm sure it's pro hero, not pro villain either. So, uh, you can technically join the first order. Like, it's just however it goes. Like, how are you, you can get involved as much as you want. The problem that I heard mostly with it is that, um, so apparently they give you a phone for the, to use for the weekend, mm. uh, which they call your data pad, you know, uh, it's all, all on your data pad. And so like all of like the mission stuff that you get throughout the weekend and all the stuff that you get uh, to do is all on your data pad. So where's your face got to be the entire time? Just staring at your phone. Yeah. yeah and I, I don't like that. Like any, and a couple of the videos we watched, like a couple of the people that we, we watched that are pretty honest about stuff. There's a group, there's a couple on uh, YouTube. We watched it's uh, ordinary adventures, uh, Peter and Kitra. And they both said, um, I wish there was less reliance on having your face stuck in your phone all the time. Like, I think that that's like, I, I wish it was, I wish it felt more organic. Right. And, uh, and like, and I, and I don't know, maybe, maybe because, you know, this was like, they're kind of like their soft open and they were doing it for the influencer stuff. Maybe like that's an opportunity for those people to provide feedback or something like that, and maybe Disney takes that feedback to heart. I don't know. Like Disney taking just... feedback to heart? They are actually pretty good about taking feedback. I, I'm, so I'm I don't, teasing. I just I don't know. So don't cancel uh, us, Disney. Uh, <laughs> I don't think Disney's listening to our podcast. <laughs> so, uh, so Scott, uh, we're just kind of winging it tonight. So how how have you been? Uh, I saw you last week, so yeah, was, yeah, we we actually I, saw each other in person for like what the second or third time mm-hmm. since 
both the pandemic and us starting this podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I'm all right. I've actually gotten a lot done this week at work. Um, kind of, kind of pat myself on the back a little bit. Tonight was kind of a nice night. Uh, wife came home and she's like, Hey, let's take the dog to the park and go walking around. And she's like, nah, let's just go walk around the neighborhood. So we went for a walk and she took the leash and I'm like, Oh, okay. So, uh, you know, that was cool. Uh, I kind of had a nice family moment. Um, just walking around and shooting shit. Um, but yeah, man, I'm oof, uh, a little tired from that, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cause I, 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 I walked her on my lunch break and then walked her again and, uh, yeah, sedentary life. But lifestyles you, suck. You, you walked. You walked your wife on the on your lunch break. Uh, no, no. Walked, walked <laughs> our our dog. Um, uh, no, she takes care of her own thing on her lunch break at her work. But um, no, just yeah, trying to not be sedentary. Uh, it's a work in progress. Um, other than that, uh, two thousand uh, July two thousand fifteen. Uh, Legacy, Star City Games Legacy Classic Indianapolis uh, champion, your friend and mine, Adam Anir. Yes, you have to say all of that. Uh, <laughs> he and I are going to be going to a 1K on Sunday. Where, where at? All the way out in Caldwell, Ohio. What store is this at? Uh, Shoot, you asked me to... Uh, Apex, <laughs> Apex Gaming, I think it's called. Okay, okay. Yeah, he uh, he sent me a message. He's like, I'll drive... So modern. Yeah, he's like, I'll drive if yeah. you want to go. And I'm like, uh, uh... And I'll be honest, I'm I'm kind of apprehensive about events. Not because of COVID. So I just don't want, you, my, want to get my teeth kicked in. Um, you know, the last big event I went to that I can remember... I want to say was the Star City Games uh, team event we were at in Cincinnati. There may have been an open or something I went to in Columbus, like January twenty nineteen, maybe. I I don't know. It, it's been it's been so long. Like, and everything's changed from just magic competition stuff. Like yeah. you know. Uh, there's that. Uh, I, I haven't really told too many people this yet. Uh, only a handful, really. So, breaking news. I'm, what are you playing? Uh, oh, what will I be playing for the event? Probably, probably control. Uh, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's it's. I mean, the Kahira. What you've been playing is pretty good. So. Yeah, it it it's is. Not, it's not I bad. Mean, I. I still miss my Snapcaster mages. Yeah, like how how can we figure? Because the whole spiel about counter spells, like it'll be too oppressive. Control will be tier one, da 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 da. Right? Like, how can we ever figure out if counter spell snap counter spell was going to be so oppressive if Snapcaster Mage has been pushed to the bench? Like, yeah, I don't know. I I I don't know. I mean, they're they're not going to do an overhaul. They're not going to turn back time and get rid of the modern horizon sets. I mean the only way yeah. the only way to really do it is to put snap and counterspell in, in uh, standard again to make them legal and pioneer. 
And with how quickly Standard keeps pushing out product, like, I don't think anybody would see it, to be honest. <laughs> I mean, that would be kind of cool, actually. I, I really think so, too. You get some of these modern, modern era cards that are fair. They're not right. like, they're not inducing combos or whatever, right? Like, even right. Liliana of the Veil, I think, would be completely fine in Standard. You, you put her in Standard... And then, oh, Maybe. she's Pioneer Legal. They, they yeah. gave us thirst for knowledge, for Christ's sake. I mean... And an artifact of... set. <laughs> uh, I mean... And they're, yeah. they're going to be printing more artifacts. Right. <laughs> so that right, card right. is Pioneer Legal. It's like, huh? And they gave us another four-cost Tezzeret, who's right. pretty good. I mean, right. he's not Tezzeret Agent of Bolas, but like... And... and We've had spell pierce a number of times. There, there's plenty of decent counter spells, but you know, I, I don't know. Anyway, yeah, enough, um, to, more, more need, on that stuff later. But yeah, I need like, to play. I need to play a little bit more of that format. I think to just get a feel for it. Same. Um, I'm also kind of wanting to dig a little bit into Popper at this point because Popper seems kind of fun right now. I've been kind of getting that itch too, like. Um, so it's um, it's weird because Farney was like, yeah, but Popper is just like people playing their creatures or comboing or he said something I can't remember exactly what he said, but it sounded like he doesn't like it. And I'm like, all right, dude. Um, but yeah, did you, know that, did you know there's an actual storm deck in the format still? Yeah, like that's cool. Like it's wild to see, but and the the win condition is Kessig Flame Breather. Uh, which is it, it's just a one and a, one and a red for a one three. Whenever you cast a non-creature spell, it deals one damage to each opponent. So that's basically that's range. <laughs> so um, I was doing my dailies a couple days ago on Arena. I haven't logged on in a couple days. I'm letting it pile what's, up so that way when what, I what's 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 Arena? I know, right? I lo- I logged in for Kamigawa and, and pl- got my packs and. <laughs> played a played played a single draft and then bounced. Nice. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, yeah. So I've been back. I've been letting my dailies pile up. That way, when I log in, if I have like two or three dailies, and it'll say like play twenty white and red spells and play twenty blue or black spells. I'm like, cool. Pull up blue eye control, knock them both out, and get out. Um, but I I I lost this card the other day on arena. It was gross. It's a Kessic, Kessic Flame Breather? Yeah, they had this yeah. and another creature. It's like a 2-1 that pretty much does the same thing. Okay. okay. Um, and yeah, they're like, all right, we got these, and I'm going to burn you. And here's a shock. You take four, swing of my dudes. All right. Like, okay, we're just... I'm not even on the ladder. We're just... Right. Uh, this right. this deck, the, the Storm deck for Popper looks pretty sweet. I'm probably going to try and see if I can navigate it well enough to uh record a video with it next week because that seems really cool like between like well what really pushes this card this deck uh, and i think it's what's really pushed them all at this point is um experimental synthesizer uh is just such an silly card for for uh popper uh which is the uh, that is the red uh when it enters or leaves yeah, yeah. The card is really good. I'll be honest, I, I haven't really, like, dove too deep into 
Kamigawa cards. Uh, and it's not because I don't want to. I do. It's just I've not made time. Um, there, there is all. There's also a um, a Boros like bounce deck mm-hmm. that plays like Glint Hawk and like Thraven Inspector, right? And like Core Sky Fisher and Seeker of the Way, and it plays four Golden Synthesizer or Experimental Synthesizer, and you also get like Golden Egg and like Spare Supplies and stuff like that that are like things that you can bounce with like Glint Hawk or bounce with like Core Sky Fisher. Like you can also go like turn one Thraven Inspector and turn two Core Sky Fisher, bounce the clue. So you tap a mountain, play this on turn one. You yeah, you're never playing this deck card on turn one. Okay, no, you're pl- you're playing that card when you have the ability to when, gain when you have mana. Okay, when you when you have the ability to gain equity out of it, like especially like if you're hitting a land drop off it. Okay, like if you're you ever exiling a land off, you basically you're playing it when you have a land drop available. All right, uh, because you want to be able to play your land off of it. Which is like pretty good, um, but yeah, like or like say like you play this turn two and you hit like a golden egg and you have a land in hand, you could play the land and then play your golden egg out of, out of exile and then draw a card. Like it's just stuff like that. Like it's just a okay. Um, and then of course you know it's also an artifact, so it enables stuff like galvanic blast, right? And yeah, and Man. also it's it's a non-creature spell, so it enables prowess for secret of the way. You ever cast a galvanic uh, blast before? Mm-hmm. It's so much fun. Yeah, the deck, the 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 decks running like this card was like, a, they they joke that um, Kamigawa was basically Popper Horizons, <laughs> uh, but it really was. Like, there's there's so many cool things that came out of uh, this set that I'm not surprised. Like, All right. that it, we're we're seeing decks that are getting really good things come out of them because of Kamigawa. Right. So, so uh, we're going back to Mirrodin eventually, right? Uh, we're going back we're, we're going back to New Phyrexia at some point. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. New Phyrexia. Can, can we get Galvanic Blast uh, put back in the standard? I don't think Metal Graft is coming back. Uh, I don't... I think we're going to get something wildly different for... Um, for... The um, new Phyrexia. Oh, I, I I also want to point something really funny out that I that I noticed when I was looking at this storm list. Sure. Uh, this list is costs much more on pay, on Magic Online than it does on paper. Uh, this is a hundred eight. This is a hundred eighty four dollars in paper for the storm deck, and it's two hundred eighty two tickets. Wow. I'm gonna take a guess what the most expensive playset of card is on the in this in. On Magic Online. Uh. <laughs> it's the most innocuous freaking thing. It's silly. Uh. Is it from Kamigawa Neon Dynasty? No. No. Okay. No. Old card. Old card. Old card. Is it pre-modern? Yes. Alright. And it creates mana. Lotus Petal? Yep. Playset of Lotus Petal is 183 tickets on Magic Online. Boom. Wow. 183 tickets. Wow. Now, in paper, they're, they're $80 in paper, basically. It's seventy three fifty six for a playset of Tempest. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Lotus Petals. Yeah. yeah. It's it's insane. Uh, and it's like, 
honestly, a reprint would cause that to come like completely crashing down. Like oh, it just needs a, sure. it just needs a solid reprint. Because if you look at like all of the other like decks uh, at like the top of the Magic Online metagame or whatnot for Popper, it's like fifty five tickets, twenty tickets for Burn. You know, uh, Blue Black Fairies is one hundred and five tickets, and that's mainly because of Snuff Out. <laughs> right. Well, here, snuff out here's is, the snuff, snuff, snuff out is 57 tickets for a place set of Snuff Out. Lotus Petal <laughs> was recently reprinted. In what? In the Mystery Booster. Oh, uh, well, yeah, it didn't do anything. I, I know. Um, yeah, it, it, also, that stuff is not on Magic Online. True. So, so, being in the Mystery Booster didn't really do anything there. What, um, what I could see happen is one of two things. Probably not both. I could see it coming up in Double Double Masters Masters. Could be, yeah. Whatever the set that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that, that's a possibility. It could show up on the list uh, with either Dominaria United or... Uh, that I don't, that would still would not affect Magic Online prices. Well... Well, yeah, we need a re- we need a meaningful reprint. Oh, for Magic Online, yeah, yeah, yeah. For that, yeah, we need a meaningful reprint that actually modifies the Magic Online price. Yeah, yeah. Man, yeah. there needs to be which which Double Masters would do that. There needs to be a see. Magic Online Masters. Oh, we had that. It was Vintage Masters. Well, I, I know, but there needs to be a Magic Online Masters where I, I mean, we just could just get another Vintage Masters. I think that would be fine. Yeah. Like, like, Vintage Masters 2 would be, like, a fantastic thing for them to do. Right. You just uh, start with your power, and then things people, oh, want, yeah. things people want reprinted putting, that, putting, that are, quote, expensive. If they, if they could cultivate, like, a similar uh, limited experience, too, like Vintage Masters had, because mm-hmm. uh, the Vintage Masters draft format is, like, really freaking sweet. <laughs> uh, like, the... One of the best uh, cards in that format is Battle Screech of all things. Uh, you know what Battle Screech does, right? Uh, that this gives the all two... your creatures. No, uh, no, no. Battle Screech is the two white white. It's two white white. You create two one one white bird creature tokens. Oh, that's right, that thing. Yeah, and and then you flash it back for you tap three untapped white creatures you control. Yeah, this is one of those cards uh, I think I drafted in uh, Rob's uh, Peasant Cube. So, so it's it's a common in Vintage Masters, right? It, although so, it was an uncommon in uh, Judgment. Everything it's an uncommon everywhere else. Oh yeah, yeah. Everywhere else it's ever been, it's an, an uncommon. It's a it's a common in Vintage Masters, and so um, because it's a common in Vintage Masters, you see it a lot mm-hmm. in a draft, and so that deck of uh, either playing like red white or like uh, X white tokens or whatnot mm-hmm. uh, with. And just picking up like every copy of Battle Screech you saw, uh, like the card is insane <clears throat> in that format because it creates tons of flyers. Yeah. So yeah, it's just it card is really good. And it's just like uh I I would I would like to have another Vintage Masters set. Like looking at Vintage Masters, and you're like, man, there are so many cool cards in this in the set that would be cool to see. Like that they could update and put different cards in. It was yeah. also a way. It was also a good way for them to get commander staples, commander cards into the Magic Online economy in an actual set. Because you look at the set, and you're like, okay, there's a card, there's a card, like, okay, this, there's some vintage stuff, like there's balance. I see astral slide here, like that's kind of sweet. 
wait, Crescendo of War? That's like a commander card. Like, <laughs> you know, like, oh, God. You know, or Jareth, Leoning Titan. Like, like okay, that's definitely a commander card. Like, Radiant Archangel was in this set. Add an Uncommon, no less. Uh, <laughs> so there's, like, tons of things they could do to, like, um, that where they could put, like, together, like, an actual, like, Vintage Masters 2 that would be kind of fun. Right. Anyway, I'd be all for it. I'd be all for it. Like, b- it would be... Before we continue, though, how are you, Joe? <laughs> Busy? We, we've kind of blown through our normal intros. Yeah, so. we're just winging it tonight, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's fine. I, I've been busy. Um, okay. Yeah, we, we've just kind of had like a busy weekend. Uh, so, part of my uh, like last week into like last weekend and stuff like that has been basically uh, digging myself uh, pretty hard into Horizon Forbidden West on the ps4 okay uh because uh that came out my wife got it for me for my birthday uh and so i've just like been digging really hard into it and really taking my time with it uh and the game is just it's it's absolutely amazing (laughs) so it continues to be like just like the best uh the best game like everybody's all hot on elden ring right now uh it seems to be like the big hot thing uh but I'm not much of a Souls, because uh, it's made by the same people that made Dark Souls, and oh, like, okay. yeah, never so it's kind of like a it's kind of like a Souls gameplay style game. I've just never been too hot on Souls uh, from a gameplay perspective. I just doesn't really care for it. So I didn't really have an inkling to go pick it up, and I'm just like, yeah, I'll just keep playing, uh, you know, uh, Horizon because I'm not even done with it. I'm not even close to being done with this game. Uh, so I'm in, and the first one is like Horizon Zero Dawn is like obviously like one of the, like the best PS4 games that's like ever been made, practically. Like it's it's just absolutely a fan- fantastic game, mm-hmm. and this one is not disappointing at all. So, mm. been playing a lot of that. Um, been playing a lot of Magic Online. Um, I, I obviously I came out and played Modern. Right. Uh, played some played some Enchantress at Modern. Got. Uh, swept away by burn and uh, hammer time in rounds one and two, and then uh, had had a close match uh, that ended in a loss uh, with against Grixis Shadow. But uh, it was one of those things where if they had it, they had it, and if they didn't, they didn't. Kind of kind of games uh, in game three, and they had it. So um, I I can't I can't complain about playing to my my fullest outs. And them just having it. Uh, so uh, that's not on me. Uh, that's just the way it goes sometimes. Right. So, um, so I'm, I'm learning that a little bit more uh, here or there. Um, I recorded a video last week. I uh, recorded and put out a video on uh, the Riddlesmith containment uh, deck, uh, which was like the Riddlesmith Bazaar. Right. You, uh, you put out a video where? On, on YouTube. Do you have a YouTube channel? Damn it, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but uh, if, the pre- if the professor in Pleasant Kenobi can do that joke, we can too, damn it. Um, stealing other people's jokes is plagiarism, Scott. <laughs> this isn't for profit. Damn, yeah. damn. But yeah, so I played that. <laughs> um, that was kind of a, an awkward league. I went 2-3 in that league. Um, okay. But it was okay. Like The deck still felt like stupid fun. Uh, and I had to got I had to do, got to do some really broken, gross looking things during the league, so that was kind of fun. Nice. Um, I'm doing a legacy this week, 
so this week is Legacy, and I'm I'm rekindling my love affair of Cabal Therapy decks this week. Um, as most people know, I'm I'm a big Cabal Therapy enthusiast, uh, and I I absolutely adore uh, Cabal Therapy uh, to the point of like utter ridiculousness. <laughs> it, it is pretty ridiculous, and, and yeah, it, it's I, it's I, one of those cards where like Brainstorm if you stick with it, you can master playing it. Like, yeah, you can I, do some pr- pretty crazy things with it. Yeah. 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 I saw, I, I own a playset of, uh, judgment German cabal therapies. And, uh, and of course, well, those go along with my playset of German, uh, weather light, uh, veteran explorers. <laughs> so, nice. uh, I, I own a playset of, German therapies, a playset of German veteran explorers, and a playset of signed uh, apocalypse German pernicious deeds. Uh, so, uh, and my deeds are just insanely good looking because it's they're shadow signed uh, in gold and green, uh, and they just are absolutely beautiful. So, so how does this pronounce? Kabbalistisch therapy. Kabbali- Kabbalisti therapy. Okay, something. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I love it. Cool, love it. Um, love. It. You mentioned I wanna, I, you mentioned signed cards. Uh, I'm getting out of the signed. Uh, I kind of wondered. Yeah, uh, oh. it's. Uh, I'm just looking at stuff, and I'm like, ah, yeah, legacy. Take the signed cards I have and use those as modern. And I'm like, all right, now I gotta get the rest of this shit signed. Yeah, that way yeah. it's all I, matching, and and some there are some artists who won't sign or right haven't signed or are dead. Uh, right. So I'm like, yeah, no. I oh. I think what I'm I think what I'm looking for at this point, um, is I would probably be looking for if I was to pick back up cards for Nick Fit mm-hmm. at some point, Spearmonger. No, no. So I, I see Drina. No, definitely not. Um, <laughs> def- definitely not. Definitely not see Drina. So I'm off of a bunch of stuff for the deck that I have right now that I've been playing. So I've, the deck I've been playing is a, a list that a guy um, at the last BCDL went uh, to place ninth with, which was kind of sweet. Uh, and it's the um, Wither Bloom Apprentice like Chain of Smog mm-hmm. combo. Uh, but like you also get like, like you get some of like the normal like Nick Fitty stuff in there. Like obviously, like you're playing Cabal Therapy, you're playing Greasing Zenith, you're playing Thoughtseize, Abrupt Decay, and Assassin's Trophy. You got your combo, your Wizard Blue Apprentice Chain of Smog combo. Uh, you get Scavenging Ooze. Uh, it's playing a card that's near and dear to my heart in Marin of Clan Neltoth, which is kind of yeah. sweet. Yeah, love that card. Uh, and those uh, Questing Beast is also in the deck as kind of a, a beater backup plan. Uh, and then you've got like four Karn the Great Creator, four uh, uh, the Karn Wishboard, dudes which is everywhere, like, <laughs> which is basically just stuff like Liquid Metal Coating and Snaring Bridge. Uh, there's a Trenosphere in the board, which is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. It does dunk a tren- Trenosphere on like a Storm player. Uh, seems kind of gross. Um, Sky Sovereign Console Flagship is pretty good. Uh, and the SDF one. Uh, of course, lattice for your, you know, your win, your lock. Right. So you've got a couple different ways to win the game with this deck, and I think it's it's pretty good. 
it's felt really good every time I've played it. It's like the first like Nickfit deck that I've played in a while that I really enjoy. Um, I don't own Green Sun Zenith anymore, so that's weird. Oof. Um, but like at the same time, I'm kind of hoping like that maybe like we get a reprint at some point. Uh, probably maybe Double Masters. Like this double master set, I could see Green Sun Zenith showing up there. Maybe. Um, I uh, here's here's my thought on that is, I hope that this is another set like, um, like Modern Horizons two where it's a master set, but we also get, uh, card treatments, and I'm hoping that we get old border card treatments in them. Oh, they, uh, I I would hope so because yeah man, like... yeah, because I would I would I would dig hard an old border treatment of Green Sun Zenith. Uh, I think that's really what I want. I want an old border in Sun Zenith. Because uh, then I'd search out, you know, a German copy if I could, which I don't think one that exists because it's a master set, which is silly. Right. Um, but, um, but so, but I'm not playing this deck tomorrow. Um, I'm actually playing a different deck tomorrow that also has Cabal Therapy in it. <laughs> okay. Uh, and that deck is the, um, as a deck that uh, it is unfair, uh, Nick Lalo has been playing for a while uh and it's basically uh arena rector miracles uh so it's the uh basically like the blue white the jet the blue white splash red uh shell that basically your splashes for blasts out of the sideboard uh, and that's basically it um although it works really well when you when you have the volk in the deck because you can theoretically cast Nicol Bolas Planeswalker <laughs> with that one red, so that's kind of fun. Uh, but basically, like, you're trying to, like, push out uh, an Arena Rector into play, and then sacrifice it to, like, Cabal Therapy, or, like, Phyrexian Tower, or, or Innocent Blood is in the deck. There's a copy of Innocent Ooh. Blood. Uh, so that you can, uh, like, make that happen. Um, but what really pushes this deck i think uh and in talking with um lalo on it a little bit uh is teferi time raveler existing uh because that card of being able to protect what you're doing uh so a lot of the times like once a player once somebody understands how to interact with arena rector uh that's it like because like the best way to interact with arena rector is source of postures uh, <laughs> or um, cards like Leyline of the Void or uh, Surgical Extraction uh, when the trigger's on the stack. Because the way the trigger's worded, you have to exile it from your graveyard mm -hmm. in order to be able to get the effect. Uh, so if you can't exile it from your graveyard, you don't get to go get a Planeswalker. Uh, so for people that don't know what this card does, it's, it's three and a white for a one-two. When it dies, you may exile it. And then if you do, you search your library for a Planeswalker and you just put it into play. <laughs> Uh, so obviously like the big ones there are like Ugin the Spirit Dragon. <laughs> yes. Uh, which is just obviously bonkers. Yeah. Uh, you know, you're if you're putting on a in a turn four, you know, Ugin, you know, on a on a board, like you're probably winning that game. Um uh, uh Yeah, that advantage bar slants over to your side. Right. And then the other one is uh the other one in the main deck is the other one that at least costs more than four, <laughs> let's just say that, mm -hmm. is Nicol Bolas Planeswalker. Uh, and then, of course, you have a Jace, the Mind Sculptor, in the deck, and then, like, four Teferi. So there's, like, seven Planeswalkers in this deck. Nice. Um, but it's because, like, you want to see your Teferis. Yeah. Like, all the time. So, like, because that card is just, like, just obvious advantage. It's just going to prevent them from being able to interact with you. 
right uh and also just like protects you at the same time um and then of course there's like a bolus there's a nickel bolus god pharaoh out of the sideboard because why um, not well so um that's like if we're like decks that are like really like heavy on like lands and stuff like i would bring that in against lands mm-hmm. all day long because uh for those people that don't know like the plus one of that card is uh your opponent puts uh exiles cards from the top of their library until they exile a non-land card mm-hmm. and then until on the turn you get to cast that card without paying its mana cost uh so like lands plays like like almost over half of like lands is lands <laughs> So, like, one activation could almost decimate, like, a third of their deck. Easily, yeah. Easily, so, yeah, it's it's a little absurd. Uh, and you can protect this card really well. Uh, so, like, that's from with land, from lands, so, like, that's pretty good. So, yeah, it's it seems like a fun deck. Um, cool. The only thing I think I might want in it... I'm not sure if I really do or not, as I thought about wanting to have a Supreme Verdict out of the sideboard. Uh, there isn't one currently, but I thought about wanting to have one. Uh, simply because of this the, the frickin' Turtle deck. Oh, with, uh, uh, you're with about Kappa Can. Kappa? Yeah. Kappa Can because, because, because those decks are also Force of Will decks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're also Force of Negation decks post-board. That, like... Um, you know, having like an uncounterable wrath effect uh, might be pretty good, but they also have like you know this deck also has like three energy flux in the sideboard. <laughs> so there's that card again. Hateful, right? hateful. It's so good. So. Um, we we've talked about some magic sets, like we brought up um, uh, double double master masters. Um, I'm looking here on an article that came out in August of last year. The give a highlight of all the things coming. Uh, Double Masters, just to let people know, when they talked about this, they showed off art for Aminatu the Fate Stitcher from uh, the command, one of the Commander decks, and Renin Six. And yeah. there's a reason behind that. Uh, everything fan, uh, from the article, everything fans loved about Double Masters, two foil cards and two rare mythic cards in each draft booster, is back in Double Masters 2022 with more powerful reprints, and a multicolored draft focus. All this and more arrives in the third quarter of 2022. So keep that in mind. Uh, you know what? If it's multicolored focused, then yeah. I could definitely see a card like Lotus Petal. Yeah. Because that helps you, um, you know, it, cast it, your color. Yeah. It's that common? No, I don't think it's a common. And I think it's an uncommon. Okay. Yeah, I think it's an uncommon. All for, for draft? Yeah, they'll, yeah. they'll want... Stuff like Farsi for whatever common or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, like, but, yeah. I, but I do think, put, yeah. Put it at uncommon, so it's fine. But yeah, it'll help you. Uh, like, if you have four mana, like, oh, I'm going to play my Lotus Petal, pop it, and now play my five drop. You accelerate ahead or whatever. But, right, right. Um, yeah. So that, that's third quarter. We're about to enter the second quarter uh, with. Uh, Streets of New Capenna, uh, yeah. which a uh, week from, or no, actually tomorrow, right? Tomorrow we'll get is our there, first look. Or kind of our first oh, look. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're recording this on a Wednesday night for those uh, people yeah. who are at home. Uh, so, yeah. So, we'll, we'll see some stuff about that. Uh, Dominary United, uh, third quarter. 
Uh, so, no, let's, let's talk about that. June. June is uh, Commander Legends Battle for Baldur's Gate. Bruh. So. Like, uh, I'm, you know. I'm trying not to spend money, right? So, I, I'm, I'm looking at this concept art. Uh, which, again, this all was revealed back in August. Yeah. But just when you take a look at something like after it's already been released, just kind of, when's that coming out again? There's been just a shit ton of magic news, and I've lost track. Yeah, like, they had but, a they had an article recently that talked about the the release dates of things. Yeah, there, there's so. a there's a nautiloid in this art. I'm like, oh yeah, and yeah. just a nautiloid just flying near uh, near the port here in Baldur's Gate. Um, yeah, so June 10th. I, I kind of I kind of want to just like get all these cards and all the adventures forgotten on cards and build commander decks with just D and D cards. Yeah, I think that would be a lot of fun uh, and a lot of money. But yeah, yeah. There, there's there's a lot. There's even a, a jumpstart 2022 that's coming out in the fourth quarter of this year, yeah. which has um, um, and I quote a new two magic card in every pack. So uh, buckle up. So yeah, I don't I don't care about those those sets anymore. Um, I get it, but anyway. Uh, but yeah, so so yeah, Streets of New Capenna, yeah, yeah. But then like, um, yeah, the D and D set is in on June tenth. Um, also something to kind of throw out there that's kind of interesting is with Streets of New Capenna. Yeah. Um, your pre-release is going to be before the um the actual M- arena and MTGO. Right, back to how uh, it used to be. Yeah, so that's I I think that's kind of nice. Yeah, I, I, I that, doesn't, that doesn't bother me at all. Like. I probably still won't go to pre-releases, but yeah, I, like, I will. I, I will just I've seen people week. like they went to the uh, for Kamigawa. They went. They like pre-ordered a box, right? They like pre-ordered a box, the two commander decks, and they picked up uh, a pre-release kit, like say a, a couple out there, or whatever, married couple, dating, whatever, right? Uh, and one of the two in the partnership will like, oh, look what we got. We're gonna have a good time tonight, and I'm like. Man, I'm kind of jealous. Like, you know, here I am trying to grind my eyeballs out in this godforsaken modern format. And they're like, we got our commander decks and a bunch of cards and we're going to do a pre-release and we're just going to build decks and just goof off and have fun. And I'm like, uh, I want that life. <laughs> like, it, it seems way infinitely more fun than whatever I've been trying to do in Magic. Um... Maybe, yeah. one, maybe one day I'll, I'll get back to that casual level. I don't know. I, um, I, the only thing that really excited me about, uh, uh, about the commander decks is the fact that there's like so many weird, like cards that are like strangely playable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I saw the Katori deck at like a Walmart. And I almost bought it. <laughs> I was just like, uh, cause I think there's a turtle in there and I was just like, I almost bought it for just for the turtle. Uh, yeah, like I still uh, haven't I, bought it yet. So I I also almost bought it for a copy of Shorakai, because mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So apparently, there's like just none of those anywhere on like Magic Online. Like I've been like poking every so often, and uh, there's like just not on Goat Bots like Ooh. at all. So uh, and like right now they're at like twelve tickets that they're buying them for. 
So that's that's only going to go up, I'm sure. You know what would help with something like this? If they put the commander decks actually on Magic Online? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, it, like, here's the thing. Like, they, they have this program that duplicates the paper experience, and people are willing to give them money to duplicate the paper experience. So, well, maybe not. Well, yeah, they give them money because they'll buy sealed product, right? So why not allow them to give you money to duplicate? I just, it blows my mind. I, I don't know. Yeah, um, I, I, I do think that that's kind of weird. Like, um, but, heh, what do you, what do you, what can you do? I mean, it's, it's silly. Like, um, you know. Yeah, I don't know. It just, I wish they would. I wish they would put them on there. Like yeah. it's maybe, seems silly. Like maybe cause we I, could do a wish list uh, for an episode once uh, when we have where we're in between sets or whatever, where we go over like what what like being constructive and positive is that that yeah yeah I don't know yeah it should be a word in my vocabulary. I, I don't know, but anyway, um, I, I I just I, I I I would like to play this deck. That exists. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. For there is a there is a a, a Yorion Bant deck uh, that somebody has been playing with Intruder Alarm, I think. Right? No, 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 no. It's just Shorakai. They've got it's it's basically just your standard Yorion. It's just your standard Yorion Bant shell. Uh-huh. So it's just you know, you know, your creature base is what you expect to see out of a Bant shell these days. You know, Ice Fang Waddle. Endurance, Uro. Uro, yeah, all those cards. You know, no, no brain, Snapcaster Mage. Your, your brains, your brainstorm, your ponders, your prismatic endings, your po- stars of Blasters, your forces, your life from the lo- you got a couple life from the loam. Teferi Time Raveler. Uh, no Teferis actually. Oh. There's no pl- there's no Planeswalkers in this list at all. Okay. Uh, and, and, but instead they've got four copies of uh, Reckoner Bank Buster, uh, and three copies of Shorakai Genesis Engine. And Shorakai is just like this weird ass card where you literally, when you read it, you're like, and then you like, it pops into your head that this is like a repeatable one and a tap draw to discard one. Like mm-hmm. just that, just that alone is like really stunningly good. Yep. When you're pitching stuff like Life from the Loam and Uro. Uh-huh. Uh, so. Seems like that, pretty good. That's pretty good. Um, or like a land that you can pick back up with Loam, like that sort of thing. Uh, but then it, like it creates a creature. But, like, the creature is, like, just, like, nothing. It's just, like, a 1-1 one, one that crews at 3 power uh, or whatnot instead of 1 power. But, like... Yeah, but you pair that with Uro and you could, uh, you can crew that dude. You could. You could. I don't think you ever really want to, though. Unless, like, you're, like, swinging in for Leak Lethal. Like, right. Like, I don't think you ever want to crew this card. I think you just want to be, like, I'm just... Every turn, I'm gonna, like, you know, draw 2, discard 1. And, and in my 80-card deck, that seems really good to you know push through your deck like that so yeah i i would like to play the deck but and i would like to record with the deck i just not gonna have not gonna be able to find them so not, not yet you will. not yet i will eventually yeah i'm curious what the longevity of the deck is um but it seems like a really sweet deck I'm just like ooh. Um, speaking of legacy uh we have uh another buffalo chicken dip coming up uh, in August 9th, or not August, uh, April 9th, I should say. Sorry. Nice. Yeah, so April 9th is uh, next Buffalo Chicken Dip uh, up at Comic Town in Columbus. Uh, same thing, you know, $50 entry. 
Uh, first place is a choice of a box diamond or a lion's eye diamond. Uh, so that's pretty reasonable. Uh, second place is the other, uh, basically, whichever what, what one. What wasn't chosen, yeah. What wasn't chosen, yeah, it goes to second place. So the remaining box diamond or lion's eye diamond. Third and fourth place is City of Traders. Uh, fifth or eighth place is, a, is an alliance's fourth force will. Um, Not so. bad prizes. I mean, back in the day, it was like place had to stuff, right? Right. Yeah. For, for, so for expensive now. Place or whatever. Yeah. 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 But still, so. like you know, you're getting, you know, reasonable getting, cardboard. Yeah. Getting like five hundred dollar prize, pretty much. Yeah, for first and then place. and then and then again, he's going on the basis that if he sells out at sixty four player cap, mm-hmm. uh, then ninth through sixteenth will get an ancient tomb. Nice. So yeah. e- e- EDH All Star Ancient Tomb. So yeah, I mean, I. <laughs> That's not the format Rob, we're Rob, talking Rob, about. Rob, Rob, Rob just runs fantastic events, and right, uh, it's so fun to see uh, him step up like this. And uh, I know that he's working on some stuff in the wings uh, that is going to be absolutely epic. Uh, so um, hopefully that takes place this year or if it doesn't like next year. But I know that what he's working on is going to be really, really good. Where's the event held so, at again? That's uh, at Comic Town. Comic Town. Columbus. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, like you have this event that's ran at the store. Obviously, players are buying things while they're there at the store. Maybe they're buying cards for other formats. Maybe they're buying snacks. So the store is making some money just by the players being in the store. So let's and, say, and, and they're making some money because of, of Rob. Oh, well, sure, 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 sure. Yeah, paying but, them to. But, but let's say like someone wins a card, they immediately turn it back into the store. Well, now the store has made money from the event, and they got the card back in stock. So uh, like, the the store the, the store is not front does not furnish the prizes. Well, okay. The store uh, only the store only is event space. Right. Well, well no, but yeah, I mean, like, so what? What so if they're, Rob? They're not, what they're, if Rob bought it from Comic Town? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, I don't know that he's buying the prizes from them or not, but yeah, you know. But if he is, sure. But if not, then right. And I'm sure he's getting this before. Well before the event, or he wouldn't yes. be able to like here's the prizes, right? Yes, yeah. He's so, already got. Um, he posted a picture of uh, the top four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Prizes and, and already. So, that. and yeah. this, this isn't to disparage anything. I'm just looking at from an uh, just a purely economic level, like uh, from the store level. Like this is actually a, a good thing, as much as I poo poo proxies and everything else, and, and the fact that people are like, oh. I have this. Now I need to come to the next Buffalo Chicken Dip to get my second Agent Tomb or whatever, right? Or or to, or to like, you know, defend, like you win, come yeah. back and defend, defend your title. Yeah, defend yeah. your title or whatever, and then get another prize for another deck or whatever. Pour, pour one out for poor Randy who did not defend his title. Man, dude, <laughs> you got wrecked. Yeah, I feel bad for him. Yeah, he but... did not have a pleasant, pleasant event, but but I mean the these channel lands from Kamigawa Neon Dynasty. I don't know if they're if he's running them in his lands deck. Um, maybe I I don't know. Yeah. Um. Anyway, speaking of formats, uh, as much as I bitch and complain about modern, there have been some interesting decks that I have seen in modern. Uh, we're going to start with the most odd. Ob- well, 
the most obvious one isn't really interesting. It, it's more like this is if you would have asked me two months ago if the format would just kind of move back this direction, I'd be like, yeah. Uh, Grixis, Grixis Death Shadow, always hard for me to say. Uh, running Loris, Death Shadow, Dragon Race Channeler, Ragavan, Croxa. Mm-hmm. Se- seems pretty simple, right? But it's like, wait a minute, aren't you just naming off the Rakdos cards? Yeah, I am. Uh, the Rakdos midrange players and uh, the those who I guess maybe might have been playing Jund, uh, although it wasn't really Jund. Uh, with these cards, like, let's just add blue for expressive iteration because everybody's playing that card and drown the lock and looping uh-huh. these dress downs to stop these uh, element pitch elementals and stuff. And oh, we still got our Mishra's bobbles, and yeah, so the format's heading back in this direction with this type of deck. Uh, I would not be surprised if we see more of this going forward. There was a recent event, I think, that had, like, four of these decks in, like, the top four or something. Yeah, the, so, the um... Speaking of, speaking of Grixis... Yeah. Here's something really interesting. So, uh, Control and Legacy has been right. pretty, pretty weirdly, like, slanted towards, like, Bant and four-color Control... And these, like, you know, Dark Bant and these four-color, you know, Bant slash Red. And then we had the Jeskai deck come out of nowhere mm-hmm. and just kind of start winning and doing some stuff. And now Grixis Control. Just out of nowhere. Back, baby. They're not even playing Thossies, though. Uh, some of them are. but Some of them are. I, some I, of them are. I've seen some of them run uh, Hidetsu Consumes All. I think that is the Hidetsuku Consumes All is the card. That is uh, kind of like pushed this a little bit. And it's only because, and it's only because um, the biggest the biggest gap of Grixis control against the format has always been Uro. Mm-hmm. Since Uro was released, Uro has been basically the big stock gap against those decks. Because if Uro re- Uro resolves, they can't do anything against Uro. Like yeah, it's, 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 it's 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 over. Like they're done. Hidetsuka uh, consumes all. Its second chapter is exile all graveyards. <laughs> uh so and and yeah it's, it's just a really reasonable card i'm just like okay um this is interesting so uh so yeah i i'm pretty pretty cool i was like okay and, and if they don't have an answer to this by the time it's the third chapter it turns into a uh a, a, a three, three three with trample now the thing is it doesn't have haste when it turns into a creature no. So it'll just sit there for a turn. But if they don't deal with it, um, it, it turns into Vessel of the All-Consuming. Uh, be right back, changing my D&D character name. <laughs> you know, you know, um, this card is, is starting to come up in Modern, too. Yeah. I uh, There was a guy on the Jun Discord who's like, yeah, I'm just playing the cards I like. Fuck everything else. Uh, by the way, I'm playing two of this dude in the sideboard. I'm like, oh, right the yeah. Like, well, well you, you look at it. You look at it. Okay, that chapter one of uh, destroy each non-land permanent with mana value one or less. Get wrecked, hammer, and just wrecks hammer. Oh yeah, like all these cards that are like, oh, oh I've got, I've got this hammer, and it's like, nope. It's no, like an, it's like an ee. Yeah, but except better. Yeah, like, an ee that's still on the board. 
the EE that's not only still on the board, it exiles other graveyards the next turn, and then it turns into a 3 3 that when it deals damage, you put a plus one plus one counter on it. Uh-huh. And then if it deals damage to a player that has dealt 10 or more damage to that player this turn, they lose the game. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'm pretty sure that part doesn't matter because I'm pretty sure by the time you get to deal 10 damage with this thing, they're probably already dead. Yeah, from just straight damage. It's already in but, colors where you have removal anyway. So let's say you flip this into the 3-3. Three, three, they play a creature to block past you. Hmm, uh, that, that's a fatal push. Uh, kill your guy, attack, uh, damage dealt, put a counter on this. Go. Right. Now right. it's a 4-4 four, four and out of bolt range and whatever. Now, uh, if they try and remove it with prismatic ending or whatever, they have to meet the... Uh, the mana value on the front side of three. Yes. Um, but still, like, yeah, uh, this card is starting to spike. It was like $3 last week. It's now up to five, which I know isn't much for a standard card. But it's uh, a mythic. But it's a mythic. And it's seeing play, and people are trying it in Legacy. So pay attention. Okay, so I have to ask about this. Yeah. Because WTF. Somebody actually made this work in modern. Okay. Okay. You ready? You ready for it? Sure. The, the scourge of current historic. What is the scourge of current historic? The entire right. alchemy format. Well, besides that, uh, Grease Fang Okiba Boss. What? The the at the card that's at the beginning of combat on your turn, you return a vehicle. From your graveyard to the battlefield, oh, yeah, it, ga- it, ga- it gains haste, and you return it to its owner's hand at the beginning of your next instep. And of course, it's a four-three. So you bring back uh, Parhelion Two. <laughs> yeah, and, and Parhelion Two has has crew four. <laughs> Somebody made this work. So there's there's a five-zero I'm looking at right now mm-hmm. in this deck in modern with with. As Morinadidikazidikolda Carb, the the Underworld Cookbook, yep, and like Undead Butler and like Stitcher Supplier, Street Race, uh, so like tons of ways that you can mill your uh, your vehicle mm-hmm. into the graveyard. Also, two copies of Innistrad Midnight Hunt card can't stay away. Seems Return target creature card with mana value three or less from your graveyard to the battlefield. It gains if this creature would die, exile instead. Grease Fang is a three drop. <laughs> so you can mill your Grease Fang. This gets better. You can Great. mill your Grease Fang on turn one. Okay? With like Stitcher Supplier. Right. Or, yeah, or like discard a card and as more to, you know yeah like it, or underworld cookbook like you can pitch it to the graveyard you could do this you could go underworld cookbook pitch grease fang to the graveyard turn two pitch parhelion to the graveyard can't stay away grease fang turn two parhelion two attacking turn turn uh, to an eight drop flying first strike vigilant by five oh, oh, oh it gets better it's eight power <laughs> that that you're you're they're they're taking nine ten eleven twelve thirteen damage that turn uh-huh easily because because it, no no it does because yeah. 
you you have a five five flying first strike vigilance. Right. What I'm saying is the likelihood of them having anything to block it is like. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But yeah, what I'm saying small. is 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 yeah. The likelihood. Yeah. But it's it creates two four four angels. Right. That are flying that, a vigilance that are also attacking. That are attacking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just they got like, vigilance. I'm just like, oh my god! And they this, have vigilance. I, I, it's, I, it's so stupid. I would be tempted to build this deck. Like that's so gross. It's so absurd. What is going on here? Yeah. Like it's so ridiculous. Oh, and oh. it's playing. Oh, and it gets better. It gets better. Uh, it's playing four copies of Deadly Dispute. The uh, the one in a black sack as additional cost. Sack an artifact. Draw two cards. Create a treasure token card that's like the popper yep. all-star so because instead of putting parhelion back in your hand you can sack it <laughs> sack it so it goes to the yeah. graveyard ready to come so you back. can do it again <laughs> so absurd what it, the heck man it, it, it's pretty oh, they that's, they they know not what they create let, let's that's just, let's so great honest. i still need to pick up asmarans i uh, i probably had someone i cracked my I I have boxes, um, but. I have copies of Underworld Cookbook. Yeah, I'm like, but I'll I don't play this card. But I don't, and I have Street Rays, but I, yeah. I but I don't own Asmarans. Um, then I should pick some up. Um, uh, but anyway, uh, another deck that I Modern, have been Modern's so weird right now. It, uh, yes and no, but yeah, another deck I've seen recently. Uh, and these are decks that are. May not necessarily be winning tournaments, but they're doing well enough to either place in top eight or show up on uh, Magic Online lists, and which a lot of that data is available on Goldfish. Um, but here's a deck, uh, Mono Red Prison. Uh, this is running, of course, Fury, Season Pyromancer, and Magmatic Channeler from uh, Zendikar Rising. The card is uh, really cool. Yep, a 1-3 for 1 red, as long as there are 4 more instant and or sorcery cards in your graveyard, Magmatic Chandler gets plus 3 plus 1, so it becomes a 4-4. Four four. Uh, you tap to discard a card, uh, exile the top 2 cards of your library, then choose one of them. You may play that card this turn. So, pretty cool that someone's actually playing this card. Like, there's a lot of hype around it when it came out. Uh, of course, that went away, because it didn't catch on real quick, but or someone playing a card that for a place that cost you maybe three bucks. Um, they're also playing Chandra Torture Defiance, Karn the Great Crater, Chalice of the Void, and Snaring Bridge, Blood Moon, uh, the usual suspects. Um, yeah, it's just it's kind of neat to have just this literal all in kind of big red deck. And I think Fury has kind of pushed uh, push this kind of over the top. Uh, sure, you can pitch it, but like. If you play, like, the card we thought was the worst of the elemental cycle, uh, nope, not no long. Probably, no, no. Probably the best, if not second best, uh, because it's a 3-3 double strike. Uh, I think the best is just Solitude. Oh, yeah, Solitude, because it's like, it it, it exiles the thing, but still, like. Yeah, I think Solitude, I think Solitude, Endurance, and Infury, like, I think Endurance and Infury are, like, right there, pretty close to each other. But like Fury's uh, killing planeswalkers, it, it yeah. Uh, Tarmogoyf can't block it. Like, yeah, it's just it's it's rough. Um, okay, I, I just I just saw a deck that just like also tickled my fancy. What's that? We were talking about experimental synthesizer. Yeah. So there's this deck that's playing, uh, four cauldron familiar, 
uh, for, for Disciple of the Vault. Disciple of the Vault. For Ragavan. For Ravenous Squirrel. <laughs> you know what a Ravenous Squirrel does? Oh, that's the one where you uh, whatever you sac- and sac- sacrifice? Yes, right? but, but it's whenever you sacrifice an artifact or creature, you put a plus one plus one counter on it. Okay. So, Cauldron Familiar and Witch's Oven. Yeah. Yeah, you're just like putting a bunch of... But Experimental Synthesizer. Uh, and Shrapnel Blast. Yeah. And Mishra's Bobble. And this is another one that was in this is like that's from Kamigawa. Oni Cult Anvil, which is the uh, one that uh, whenever one of our artifacts with you control leave the battlefield during your turn, you get a 1-1 construct uh, that only triggers once per turn. And you can tap it and sacrifice an artifact to deal one damage to each opponent, and you gain one life. Yeah, it's like a blood artist type of... Yeah, so, so you can cast your experimental synthesizer, hit like your bobble, cast your bobble off the experimental synthesizer, then... Pitch your synthesizer to Oni Cult Anvil, mm-hmm. <laughs> and the entire time your ravenous squirrel's sitting there going, getting swole, <laughs> right? And you're just like, oh god! And then if you have the Cauldron Familiar, you know, Witch's Oven thing online, every time you go through that loop, your squirrel is getting two counters because it triggers on a creatures and artifacts. Mm-hmm. And then if you have two squirrels out, oh wait, god. Wait. That's yeah. that's just gross. Oh my god! Yeah. Like uh, what? Is, what is this spice? Like what the heck, man? Yeah, like I said, they know not what they create. Blacksmith skill. That's great. So blacksmith skill in a deck. That's just fantastic. Um, uh, another deck I saw in modern that kind of caught my attention, which uh, is also a Lurus deck. So. Right. I think they're. I think they're pretty much all Lurus decks at this point. Uh, well, but if they're not prison deck, wasn't. But if yeah. they're not Lurus, they're they're Orion decks, which is um, awkward. But this one takes a different approach to burn and goes back to more of a prowess build. Sure, it's running Dragon Rage, Chandler, and Ragavan, but it's also running uh, Taylor Swift, Monster Swift Spear, Soul Scar Mage. Uh, it's running Reckless Impulse, which was from Strixhaven, I believe. No. Uh, no, Reckless Impulse was uh, Crimson Vow. Uh, yeah, it's Crimson Vow. Let me set symbols. All right, yeah, uh, yeah. from Crimson yeah. Vow. So yeah, it's the uh, the exile the top two. Yep, you can until, play them until you and you may play those cards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can buy yourself. That card is seeing play in like the popper, like right. the storm decks, like. Yeah, so you can really bobble good. yourself, see what's next. Like, oh, there's a land I'm going to need. I'll play this card. It's kind of like the um, kind of like the the mono red um, expressive iteration in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've also seen these decks kind of run mana morphos because they'll also run stuff like, um, well, they'll run expressive iteration if they want, uh, but they right. also run cards out of the sideboard like wear and tear, path to exile. Uh, which you can generate mana for, even if you're under your own blood. Mm-hmm. So, uh, it, it's kind of neat that there's still some things going on in modern outside of your typical is it mid range four color blank hammer uh, money money pile. Yeah, your 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 typical shenanigan things, uh, which kind of leads me to something else that 
I brought up uh, when we were making our show notes is that on Good Morning Magic recently, Gavin was talking about the history of the extended format, uh, where it went, uh, it died, the great modern, and uh, he mentioned something in there in the video where, if I remember the quote correctly, it was that uh, there are players that have their non-commander decks pretty much modern legal. So if someone wanted to play, I don't know, a Kiskin deck or whatever, they can roll into their FNM for modern and play their deck. Sure, they're not going to go win like an SCG con, but it kind of gave the sense that it's just a casual deck they have, but it's modern legal, making me wonder, like, is modern the casual non-commander format? Yeah, like, I don't. I still don't think that's true. I, well, yeah. modern is definitely a competitive format, uh, and from from their actions in regards to like the products they put out and how the community treats FNMs, uh, as far as like the banter and what they talk about and things like that, um, it, there doesn't seem to be a difference between FNM and SEG Con, which I don't know why you're playing as intensely as an SEG Con at your $5 store event when there's only, and with 10 other people, but you do you, I guess. But yeah, it's just, it's weird. It's like, so if modern can be a casual format, or can be played casually, shouldn't there be a space for people who just want to wing it, I guess? Like, who don't want to play Ragavans and $400 play sets of cards? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not really sure what the answer is there. Uh, I I don't think modern is that casual, honestly. Um, I think modern skews itself towards people wanting to play as optimally as best as they can. They, they want to, from the time they create their deck to the time it happens, spend thousands, perhaps even $10,000 getting to the point where they went a $1,000 payout. Yeah, I don't even think it's that. I think it's just people like people like competing. I'm, I'm, I'm partially joking. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I get the drive yeah. to compete and, and, and be competitive if, if that if that's it's kind, in your it's, blood, but it's kind of the same reason that legacy players still like want to play legacy. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Like, sure. Like I, I like a lot of times, like like legacy players, like the biggest thing, like out, out of the format is I learned how to play my deck, uh, and I learned how to play it optimally. Yeah. And I also learned how to like navigate like these matchups, and that's rewarding to me. Uh, and that's why like there are a lot of legacy players that just want to play legacy. And honestly, it's a, one of the big reasons why, like a lot of these like sub formats, like Korean Estrada Legacy, and like uh, you know these Legacy without you know supplemental sets or whatever that people have tried to push, so they don't really take off because Legacy players want to play Legacy. Right. They don't want to. They don't want to play sub Legacy. They want to play Legacy. Yeah, they don't want to yeah. play Legacy Light. Well, no, say Legacy Light would be popper, I guess. But no, I, Light. I, I understand what you're saying. There's a reason to play Popper for sure because it is yeah, Legacy yeah. Light, so uh, which is cool because that's a kind of it's a different play experience, uh, and and that's what I think. Like I think people look to different formats for different play experiences, and I think you look at like formats like Legacy and Modern as formats where 
you know, learning how to play the the format and learning how to play your deck and learning how to play optimally are encouraged things uh and not so much casually uh so and i and i I don't don't think it's for like a sheer like spiky thing i just think it's like everybody gets their own uh their own what's the word they get their own their own kind of like dopamine injection out of it like whether or not they're doing something kind of kind of johnny-ish or kind of spiky-ish or even kind of timmy-ish like you know the all three are, are are you know um so you know psychology types get their their dopamine injection out of modern in different ways uh so i i think it's just it's just different for everybody uh and i get it and and maybe maybe the person bringing their kiskin deck to you know an fnm or whatever is like you know i'm just here hanging out with my friends uh, right and i get to play some magic and then i get to play commander in between rounds right and and what's crazy is that well first of all uh, when just looking at myself like i'm older like when i grew up it wasn't about competing like when it came down to like playing atari or nintendo or really any game uh, sure you, you played monopoly like you hey, Mono- Mon- monopoly is cut- cutthroat man uh, it, it it can be but like <laughs> in, in my experience playing games it wasn't I don't recall a drive to win. It was nice to win, and I would look at the board for whatever, mousetrap even, or whatever, right? Like, I need to do this to the win or whatever, but, like, sometimes it was just fun just to play. Um, but, and, you know, as games and entertainment kind of grew, you know, there were the, the next generation behind me or whatever, you know, they got that itch to, to play and they saw the time to compete like your Nintendo and Sega World Championships and all that stuff where a lot of the the adult Magic players that compete, I guess, they could have come from that era, maybe. I don't know. There there might be a correlation there. Um, but yeah, like it's crazy that people are like, well, go play Commander if you want to play Casual. And I'm like, uh, I've seen commander players be more cutthroat than modern players. <laughs> like, oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it's like, and I, and I yeah. think I think that also obviously, like you know as well as I do, my thoughts on commander are that the format itself is fine sure. from a, a deck building and like strategic standpoint of, uh, but you also have to have a group of people that actually understands what everybody wants to do. Uh, and that's that's difficult, uh, to oh, say the least. It's difficult to just get a group of people. Period. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. Not, not it, it's magic, the old it's the old comment comic of when do we what do we want <laughs> gaming? gaming? When do we want it? Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Oh, right. Never never mind. I, I'm like, good on it, every other Saturday. Right. Yeah. 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 So that's <laughs> that, that's rough in itself. But I think. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's silly, but yeah, I think that ninety percent of a commander is just figuring out like how to play with people and how to play, um, how to how to construct to play together. Uh, right. Yeah, and that's hard. Like that's 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 that part's hard. But yeah, I, think, I mean, because it's already yeah. hard enough. Like, say, if you and I were just sitting down to play, and Maybe I'm maybe I'm just like 
I'm hanging out. And you're like, yeah, I'm hanging out, but I got a tournament in two weeks, so I want to make optimal plays and play against meta decks. If I don't have that, well, now we're just hanging out. Right, yeah. So, so, and... so you're, you're not getting that value. Now you multiply that, say we're in a pot of four, and everybody has a different way of... You have the person who's playing like a go-wide zombie deck who doesn't run tutors. Then you have maybe the Enchantress player who uh, is kind of playing a Pillow Fort deck, um, Pillow Fort or Stacks or whatever. Then you have someone like myself who's like, well, I'm gonna. I have like four different combos in this Brea deck, and my only tutors get artifacts, which um, I need those to win, which I did. Uh, and then you <laughs> have some dude playing like a dwarf deck. Right? Yeah, like like yeah. the play experience is different with each of those players. Right. Yeah. So. It, it's yeah, and it's, yeah, you really just need um need people to understand each other. And I think that's basically what it boils down to. I, I don't mind Commander from uh, the standpoint of like the deck building aspects oh, of the format. No. I, I think they're going a little bit... I, it's way too late for this take, obviously. I just think they're going a little bit overboard with Commander. It's like every time I turn around, oh, well, this card's going up because it's in all these Commander decks. And I'm like, aren't yeah. these just all like new legends? Like, I, I'm just picturing like so you have your enfranchised commander player, right? And they got their deck. Well, now another set comes out. Great, this deck that I spent all my money and hard work and time and learning and everything into, I'm going to just TNT that with some Acme Dynamite, blow that shit up, and build a completely new deck. And causing all these other cards to spike because they now have to go get new cards. And I, I get it to an extent. Like, that, that part's fun. That kind of feels like a standard rotation in a way. Wait, is Commander rotating? Uh, I think I think I think oh, there's there is yeah. a there's a there's an aspect of Commander that you that they've gotten to a point where they continually are printing so many things for the format mm-hmm. that it makes it kind of rough, and yeah. because because you're printing all of these all of these cards. Uh, for commander, and eventually you're just eventually you're just eclipsing cards because you're printing more and more and more and more cards for commander. Right, and, and there's uh, there's kind of a sense of FOMO behind it too, where yeah. it's like, oh well, I got my Marin of Clan Eltoth deck up there, haven't touched it in months, uh, I haven't played commander, uh, but like how many sets have come out since the last time I played commander? Have I missed any cards that could have went to this deck? Oh crap, these old cards that I probably could have bought as an investment and flipped are now going up where it's too late for that. It just it, it's one of those. It just, yeah, I, I think I think there's a there's a reasonable point where cards in um like like I was reading an article recently that talked about like if you name any commander or whatnot, you can probably come up with 30 or 40 cards that go in that deck. Oh, easily. Yeah. Because there's just so many cards that are must must staple cards. Mm-hmm. And I think that's that. I think that part is slightly problematic about Commander at this point because uh, 
it takes away a lot of the uh, oh I, I put in this this cool card because I thought it looked neat um, and I, I think it just it takes away from that a little bit which is weird because earlier in the show I was getting all hyped for uh, Battle of Baldur's Gate which is a Commander Legends set which is nothing but Commander Right, right, um, and I'm sure there'll be precons for it or, or what have you. But you know, when every standard set has like essentially a commander subset, and you have a commander focused product, and it just ends a ton. Of, I don't know how people keep up. To be honest, I, I really don't. Uh, right, as, as right. Matter of fact, it's making me feel like it may be easier to sell out to keep up. Uh, and that's not a good feeling. You're, you don't want your customer base to be like, ah, it's better for me to quit than stay in. You know, right. It, it just, that's too much. Um, but I, I kind of wonder, like, how quick is the magic churn? Like, how many of these people we see on Twitter talking about their commander decks and their magic experience overall, how many of them were playing three years, you know, obviously not counting the pandemic, but, like, how many were playing magic three years ago? Five years ago, like you know, are these people really new, new, new? Because if they are, then the the focus is going to be on getting the new player. Cool, you you came in last year, but we're not caring about you now. We need to get the new player now, and and that focus just gets more uh, intensified. I guess would be the right word. Right. I, I, that's not healthy. I mean. I, I get the drive to bring in new customers. Totally understand that. I mean, hell, Magic is almost 30 years old, and saying the words Magic the Gathering to a random person out on the street still isn't going to get the same response as saying Pokemon or right. Nintendo or whatever, right? And it's like, what what can they do outside of getting back on ESPN2, maybe, uh, yeah, to, to that... get Magic the Gathering back in the public lexicon. You know, I don't, I don't think I see um, ESPN2 being a thing anytime soon. Oh, no. Well, I mean, there's no baseball right now, so... <laughs> ESPN might as well fill that programming slot somehow. Um, wow. Plus, SportsCenter is more about, like, kind of like the what's hot on social media sports takes anyway. So why not throw something like Magic Gathering on there? Because maybe they would wind up talking about how Star City Games kind of dug their own hole. Yeah. Right. I mean, that, there, there's no better company to be the main villain of a uh, main character of Twitter for a day or two. Uh, that was that was, that was was Star City Games, sir. Yeah. Yeah, Star City Games. I I don't know. I I, I mean, it's late. Yeah, um, my my brain. Yeah. Well, but. uh, to to kind of touch on that just briefly, because uh, really like meh. Um, so there's no more. I want to say spike. There's no more sixty card competitive format. Uh, content art, content articles, videos, whatever. All of it's gone. I don't even know right. they're still doing their commander, their versus live for commander. I don't know. If they're doing uh, I don't think so. Um, so yeah, pretty much they they wiped all their content and then put out a post saying, "Hey, 
Star City Games Premium, where you get discounts on this <laughs> product. And like the 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 content corpse wasn't even pulled yet, and man, did they get ratioed. Oh Real yeah. Bad. What what Real was bad. the card that someone quote tweeted and put as the ratio? The golden ratio. The golden ratio. That that's literally, they literally get that award. That should be. I need a uh, uh, message Ruben. Be like, look, dude, when you do the magic mixes, you need to make a golden ratio award. Because uh, I, I think that would be hot. That'd be kind of fun. <laughs> um, and, and you know, it's really a shame for a company. When I first heard about them, was damn sixteen years ago when I was at. Uh, Bell Book and Comic playing FNM for a company that was, uh, I want to say promoted, that, that was beloved by players of Magic from FNM all the way up to your Pro Tours, who people who won were able to get on there uh, and make a living, I guess. I, I don't know what people made as far as money wise, so I can't speak to that. Right. Um, but they were able to at least put their name out there and get some type of monetary compensation for it uh, and become known figures in the community. Now they're on their own. And I'm sure that with their name and and their own clout, they can do something, YouTube videos, podcasts, whatever. They'll, they'll, They'll figure it out. I know they will. Right. But now... All Star City Games has become is just a store, and it's like, yeah. how many stores are out there? Like, cool, you're doing this, great. Like, if if someone's already not shopping with you, uh, having this option, I don't know. I, good luck. And yeah, I'm, I, I, I know there's tons of invisibles out there who are, like I described earlier. Every set that comes out, they pre-order a booster box, the two commander decks, and pick up two pre-release kits. So them and whoever they're living with that plays Magic, they sit at home and do their thing, right? I'm sure right. there's tons of people like that out there, and that's probably their clientele now. Who knows? But, yeah, I don't know. You know for, from them to do the SCG Con, which has been a pretty positive experience. I mean, hell, they they had a modern 10K that sold out, and they had to make another modern 10K because of the demand. Right. Um, and that was just for their first con. Right. Uh, the, the next one's coming up here in a couple weeks in Indianapolis. For them to go from that and then go down by doing this, man, it, they somehow stay in business. Uh, yeah, I know if yeah. I ran a business that way, I I wouldn't be in business. Like do positive PR and then shit the bed. Like I would wind up being out of business if I constantly did that. Right, but, right, man. So I don't know. Um, so yeah, uh, I got nothing I else. Like this, this there's just yeah. nothing going on right now. There, there really isn't. Uh, and if you're still listening to this, awesome. Thank you. Uh, Joe was like. Let's just wing it. And I'm like, yeah, what the fuck ever, you know. And <laughs> that, that was around the time that uh, Adam was messaging me about the 1K. And I'm like, well, you sure, dude? It's like two and a half hours away. He's like, yeah. I'm like, All right. <laughs> and, and he and I, have, uh, uh, you know, we didn't go to a lot. But he and I have been to Indy 
uh, a couple times where I've driven, and somehow I made it back home because, uh, man, uh, th- those are some long drives, especially if you do it in like February, where like right. we're we're still on uh, uh, what do they call it daylight saving time or whatever. Right. Um. So, yeah, you you go to leave and it's pitch black, and <laughs> there's stretches of Indiana back here to. Good old Dayton, Ohio, where uh, there's nothing for miles, right? Uh, and it can get and it can get pretty boring. I don't know how truckers do it, man, without falling asleep. Right? They coffee, camping, something, right? So yeah, we're we're going to do this thing. It starts at noon, um, and uh, it's like a series of events that leads to an invitational. So if you do well, you get points and you're slotted or something or other. Right, right. I'm like, you know what? Adam asked me, I'm, I'm going to hang out with him. We're, I'm going to, tr- I'm going to do my best to have fun. That, that's my goal. Right. Um, I, I hope I do well. Um, I'm trying not to, that's where I'm looking for I'm trying not to self myself sell myself short or be self deprecating about it. So there's that. Uh, trying trying to be positive. Look look at me. Character character growth, folks. Character growth. And who knows? I could win the whole damn thing. I'd come home with a trophy. Well, I don't know if there's an actual trophy, but uh I doubt it. But anyway, so yeah, uh, not a lot going on in Magic. Uh, however, if they do reveal some cards for New Capenna, I guess we'll be talking about that next time. Yeah. So I, I think we can wrap up. I, I don't think yeah. there's much more to talk about at this point. Like, oh, there's uh, the uh, Netflix uh, Marvel shows that are coming to Disney Plus. Yeah, that's that's interesting and, to say. And the Agents least. of Shield too. Yeah. I saw about um, that. I was like, okay, well, yeah, I guess that this is how they are going to address this. So, well, what this tells me uh, is that not only are they going to eventually put Deadpool on Disney Plus, mm. but this tells me that uh, we are in for a treat with Moon Knight because yeah. if they're if they're putting out if they're allowing people to watch because the for those who never saw Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, all that stuff. It's not your typical comic book superhero stuff. Like there, there's going to be functions for parents here in the states to activate parental controls so that way their kids don't see um, outside of the violence, sex, right? Um, you know. Uh, so I, I think uh, Moon Knight might be. I mean, we've already seen the preview where he's like literally just punching this dude over and over again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so like that that should have clued us in, but like this I really think cements it that uh yeah, Moon Knight is gonna be pretty heavy, pretty strong as far as the content. I don't think they'll do anything schmexy. But I I think it'll be like all uh as far as like dark Batman type violence. Kinda get ready for that. Right, yeah. I mean I the pick the the posters and stuff they've shown already. Uh, definitely seem to indicate that for sure. So, uh, yeah. oh, 
we didn't talk about the commonly played cards and uh, creatures in Modern, which of the top ten, only two are not from Modern Horizons 2. I, I think that's pretty much... I think we kind of did, actually, to an extent. Kind of in a roundabout way. Yeah. In a roundabout way, we kind of did, yeah. Uh, so. God, that's such an awful stat when Seth pointed that out. I'm like, fuck. I mean, yeah, that's the the format, so... Garbage. Yeah. Nope. Still hate it. Anyway. So. But yeah, anyways, uh, let's, let's start wrapping up. Uh, so, Scott, why don't you start by telling everybody where they can find you on the internet. We'll go from there. Cool. Um, um, I mean, time. if you if you want to find me on the internet, you don't have to. But if you want to, you can follow me over at MTG Pack Boils on Twitter uh, and on Facebook. And I, I know I mentioned that I, I do write at times, but I'll be honest, like, ever since getting on this 10-hour, uh, four 10-hour shifts, I've been trying to cram everything after I clock out at 6 o'clock. I, I can't, like... Like, like we talked about earlier in the show, we went for a walk with, uh, with my, my wife took our dog for a walk and I went on the walk with him. I'm tired. It sucks. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, yeah, I, I, I need to, I, that's something I need to work on to allocate my time better. And it may just get shifted to off days to do stuff. Right. Um, however, uh, between the two of us, there's a guy who never stops working. Matter of fact, I'm not even sure if you sleep, dude. Uh, I do. Uh, on do? occasion. I do. On, yeah. on occasion. Okay. On occasion. Because, uh, yeah, uh, he writes a lot. Uh, Joe, where can people find your content? And where can they find you on the internet? Uh, so you can find me over on Twitter at VolrathXP. Uh, you can also find me on YouTube at VolrathXP. Uh, please subscribe to my YouTube. That would be great. Uh, and also, um, you can also find the cast, the Ash Lab cast, and the Ash Lab podcast at gmail.com. And also uh, my articles on MTG Goldfish uh, this week and Legacy and Vintage 101. Uh, so yeah, um, I I just have doing more video stuff has been pretty good so far. So I'm pretty happy with how that's going. Uh, so far, I'm just trying to like kind of like put stuff out there uh, and get more accustomed to that. Because uh, uh, that's been something that's been like kind of like a big um, general anxiety thing for me, uh, and so being able to actually like do that and like actually do it uh, has been pretty reasonable, and I've been pretty happy with being able to just be like, okay, I'm just gonna do it. Like I'm not gonna like waffle about it. I'm just gonna get it done, and uh, you know, start doing more of the stuff and. So that's been kind of nice, but right there with you, sir, right there with. You. So, but uh, yeah. Other than that, I, I've got some stuff planned. Um, I'm, as Scott well knows, I've been working on a D and D thing still, uh, for um, Commander Legends when Commander Legends comes out. Uh, I've got a whole bunch of other things I've been working on. <laughs> uh, so I started writing writing again. Uh, which is weird to say I've started writing again. Uh, <laughs> but um, I've started writing actual like fiction stuff again. Uh, so that's been kind of nice to actually get back into doing some more fiction, fan fiction writing. Fifty Shades um, of Dire. <laughs> yeah. Um, not quite. 
<laughs> not, not not quite. There's there's guns involved, and okay, that there's there's guns involved with these ponies. I mean, it's it's certainly a thing. Um, guns and ponies sounds like a western. Uh, sure. Yeah, we could we could we could go with that. Like, <laughs> western sounds totally fair. Um, but I I, I don't know. I I just I wanted to get back into doing. Uh, the writing writing stuff and uh it's uh been fun uh i did get uh a piece of artwork uh cover artwork uh commissioned by uh one and only adriano catani uh and uh he did a fantastic job for me mm-hmm. so he was into it too i was just like hey um weird question uh you know what would it cost for you to do you know a commission for uh this project that i'm working on and I explained to him what it was. And, of course, a lot of people know, you know, uh, that it's, you know, Fallout, you know, and ponies. And he's just like, huh. Okay. Um, yeah, sure. And he was just like, that sounds great. Like, uh, so, I'm like, all right, cool. So, he just went and did it and um, turned out really good. And I'm kind of excited to, so. Nice. Post it but, on Twitter when when. It, it, I did. I did today. Oh, you did. Okay. I'm yeah. 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 I posted it earlier today. Uh, so, but uh, yeah, he did a he did a fantastic job with it, and it's totally his style, and I love that it's his style, and I I love Adriano's style. He's just a fantastic artist in general. Uh, but uh, yeah, he was totally into it. He was just like, yeah, this sounds like a lot of fun. So I'm like, yes, yes. So, anyways, um, so that's wrapping up. Um, oh, there so, it is. Yeah, yeah, for this sweet. this episode of uh, the Astral Lab, so sixty uh, two, right? We're yeah, we're just winging sixty two, yeah, because <laughs> yeah, there's really uh, like not a winging it like a few ponies. Yeah, yeah, that sounds kind of weird, but okay. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's like yeah. Anyways, uh, so thank you guys for listening. Um, we'll see you guys yeah. hopefully next week. Um, yep. Make sure you. Uh, Highlight, save, or whatever you do in your podcast catcher, so that way you'll uh, catch the next episode. And, and like we said, uh, follow the Astrolab cast on Twitter. Please, please. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, anyways, have a good night, and we'll see you guys later. At least we still have minor league baseball. <laughs>